0: Uh, all right, so we. G- <laughs> anyway. <sighs> so that brings us then to. Oh, come on, notes. Got stuck down. Scroll, scroll, oh, scrolling. Circle. Of death. Uh, so that brings us to our next segment, which is the social network. Stand by, the air. Stand by to air.
1: two one, up Fish are friends, not food. Make it Santori time. Too much iron in your blood. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Hey, what happened? Let's fly! Let's get pissed and watch pong. Hello, you've got a face. Are you saying there's something wrong with my gear? We're going streaky! He fouled me! He's doing his Superman thing.
2: I still only counts as one.
1: Why is the rum always gone? Let's
0: get this done. Go. Welcome, 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 everyone to another brand new episode of Twenty Years Four Beers. We are a podcast dedicated to re-watching movies from two decades ago while simultaneously enjoying a minimum of four modern beers. My name is Steve and this is my big brother, Tim. Tim. And we are coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We have just watched and recorded our episode on the Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl. Go check that one out. And as usual, we sit together afterwards and discuss another film over another beer. So we refer to these as our happy hour episodes. Hey, you guys. Happy hour is from four to six. (laughs) In this happy hour, we will be discussing a smaller indie film, but with some bigger stars. In 2003's Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation takes place over the course of about a week in Mm -hmm. Tokyo, Japan. And follows a fading movie star named Bob Harris who is in Tokyo to make a quick couple million dollars, as we all do, to be the face of Centauri Whiskey. For relaxing times. Make it Centauri time. As Bob sulks in his new reality, he finds solace in booze, cigars, and the company of another troubled soul in young Charlotte. Charlotte is in Tokyo with her photographer husband and spends her days observing the world around her instead of partaking in it, and wondering what it all is supposed to mean these two kindred spirits spend the week together exploring the tokyo nightlife and trying to figure out which next steps their lives are going to go in and if they can even handle what those next steps are going to be the film is written and directed by sophia coppola and stars bill murray scarlett johansson giovanni Rabisi, and anna Ferris. what about marriage does that get easier
1: That's hard. We used to have a lot of fun. Lydia would come with me when I made the movies, and we would laugh about it all. Now she doesn't want to leave the kids, and she doesn't need me to be there. The kids miss me, but they're fine. It gets a whole lot more complicated when you have kids.
0: Yeah, it's scary.
1: It's the most terrifying day of your life, the day the first one is born.
0: Nobody ever tells you that.
1: Your life, as you know it, is gone. Never to return. But they learn how to walk, and they learn how to talk, and and you want to be with them. And they turn out to be the most delightful people you will ever meet in your life.
0: Our first segment, as usual, is Drinking Buddies. Come
1: on, not my beer
0: where we present the four beers that we had two for each of us since we watch these movies separately and give our expert drinking ratings uh tim what do you got i had
2: ursa minor out of duluth sure which big shout out to them they're the first brewery that i've been to since the law changed where we could now i don't know sell it in a modern fashion where they don't just sell like set four packs and you can mix and match
0: bad habit in st joe god bless it I love it
2: yeah we we're up there last week and it was like oh can i get like a four pack of a multi-option Yep. have at it thank you so yes um i was so happy so quick shout out to them uh had their hazy susan which i like that name sure Hazy Susan ipa and i am so in love with Ursa Minor. They're a good solid option, but I don't necessarily seek it out until <clears throat> I go up there. Right. This is the first one that was finally a standout option. Their Hazy Susan IPA 4.25 for me. A nice, huh. really, really, really flavorful option for a, a hazy. Check it out if you can get it. Then I had uh, somewhat of a fridge cleaning effort. Sure. Uh, Castle Danger. The last part of their kind of fruit flavor different options. They're orange- cream ale and it's a four for me it's pretty subtle at first but then it really grows in the solid flavor of like not overwhelming but a good match with the orange and the cream ale but not like a like a dreamsicle where it's like vanilla or uh, that kind of thing so yeah those two are my options how about you so
0: it's kind of similar to a multi-pack or whatever um yeah the I, i but not in like i picked it up that way but elm creek brewing out of champlin minnesota has released a new well what i wish more places would do um this is a four pack now any four pack of tall boys Mixed pack would be great, but this is a mix pack that was collaborations with four different breweries. Genius, right? I, I just it, and they were all IPAs, and I happened to be drinking them on National IPA Day, so it was all serendipitous. That's right. Um, oh, good. So, for you. the first that I had was their collab with Falling Knife, of course, out of Minneapolis, their hazy IPA. Uh, I had a 425 out of 5 on that one, it was a very solid, not surprisingly, a deliciously smooth, hazy. Um, they can make and release this. It would be it would be like um, Fulton's Hazy when they did that. The Love Hazy, that. but it was even smoother than that. It was really good. Hmm. Um, the second one was to me less than that, but still overall okay. They're collab with Bricksworth Brewing Company out of Burnsville, Min- and Minneapolis, Minnesota. Their Hazy Double IPA. I had that 375 out of 5. It was nothing special. It kind of had that flavor because they did have an experimental, but the, the, some of the experimental experimental hops have like that flavor to yep. it. There's just that, I don't know what it is, but you can tell it's just like different. A synthetic or something. yeah. Um, I wouldn't seek it out, but if you were to give it to me at their brewery, that's fine. Um, their other two the, was where when I, when I tapped in on Untapped, the falling knife one was actually the lowest of the four. And then it was Bricksworth was the next highest. It was 4.0 and 4.06. And then the next two, which are um, out of Barrel Theory and Back Channel Brewing. Barrel
2: Theory is like a triple, right? It's
0: a triple. And then Back Channel is like some experimental as well. Those are like 4.3. Profilized or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm curious about those. But that Barrel Theory triple is going to be really interesting to have. So looking forward to the rest. I, You know, anyone who might be listening down the road... More like, what do you have to lose, man? Yes, like, come, like, do a four pack. Yes, you get all these barrels and batches or whatever, just put them in four packs. And then, why do I have to buy multiple? It was still 18 bucks, but why would I have to buy, yes, three or four separate four packs for 50 bucks if they suck? Why am I buying this? I'm so excited! I saw that post yesterday, it's
2: really good, good. I want to try that. Yep, absolutely. And so then tonight we are sharing, it seemed only appropriate to have in light of, again, Bob Harris movie mm-hmm. we'll going to Japan to hawk some whiskey, a bourbon barrel aged variation of sorts of whiskey. And it was close enough to the option I bought for the Pirates episode of <laughs> Central Waters out of Wisconsin. I don't know that I've had just their standard stout. They're, okay, they're barrel aged stout, and I like this. Yeah, I think it's really clean, really solid. Um, I've had a lot of other ones they have for their kind of brewers reserve. Their Cascadian Sunsets, my favorite bourbon barrelage of all time, It's yeah. so incredible. But for a solid, just stand up imperial in bourbon barrel, this is that's a four point five. Me, I'm really liking this, it's very, very
0: solid. Nice, what you got? I liked it, yeah. I mean, I 3754. I mean, like, it's you said four, what 4.5. Yeah, I have like a four. I mean, like, it's so good, man. It's, it is really good. Let me try it again. <laughs> no, I'll go 425 for a good like, time. Make it centaurs. Make it centaur Um, Make no, it, central water's tough, it, it yeah. is really good. Like it is it it was um barrel aged mm-hmm. in Did it say what barrels? Or uh, was it just bourbon? Okay, but not like a brand, right? No, like, no. okay, yeah. yeah. So okay. Oak. <laughs> bourbon <laughs> yeah yeah okay as opposed to yeah. not tell me you don't drink bourbon without telling me don't yeah. yeah okay it's a oak no bourbon. i agree it's yeah. i have a four two five i i mean it's it's really solid i'm glad we're splitting it it's yeah uh what was the ABV? i'm sure above 10 yeah i would assume uh we'll get to it no well, i reckon yeah government warning no nope. it doesn't show it dun, dun, dun. Do, 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 it, it doesn't list. well, you know, screw you, Central Water, probably 11%. Yeah, we'll go with that. So that brings us to our next segment, which is the social network. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd have invented Facebook, where Tim takes a look back at the critical and fan reception from 20 years ago. Uh, Tim, what do we got? The IMDb rating is 7.7 out of 10. David That's Rooney. That's higher than I guess I would have thought for a movie like I guess actually. I thought it would be like, I mean, if a you think about three detail, out of four, sure.
2: like it. Uh, David Rooney of Variety said, very much a mood piece. The film's deft balance of humor and poignancy makes it both a pleasurable and melancholy experience. Hmm. Tiber of Boston Globe said Lost in Translation allows Scarlett Johansson to arrive as an actress at the mm-hmm. same time it finally gives gives Bur- Bill Murray the great role that has always eluded him. Yeah. And Roger Ebert, care to guess what he gave it? 4. He did 4 yeah. to 4. He said simply put, I love this movie. Hmm. I love the way director Sofia Coppola and her actors negotiate the hazards of romance and comedy, taking what literally needed and depending for the rest on the truth of the characters. The film is a classic setup for a May-November romance, yet Lost in Translation is too smart and thoughtful to be the kind of movie where the two stars, decades apart, simply go to bed and we're supposed to accept that as the answer. The movie doesn't let the characters nor the audience off the hook that easily. Mm. And Academy Awards, that you're up for four nominations. Uh, Best Picture, which I honestly forgot (laughs) that it was up for that. Best Director, which that's amazing for her uh actor again forgot Boomer, murray was up really no. i totally forgot that he was yeah. up for best actor and then uh, original screenplay in which she uh Sophie coppola ultimately won yep
0: so with the beers and reviews out of the way that brings us to spotlight they knew and they let it happen our reaction segment where we highlight and discuss our top takeaways of any kind from re-watching the film Tim, I'm gonna let you go first because you have a you have a love for this movie. I so and I would like you to start us off and see yes. how this
2: journey is gonna. So go. So I'm I'm a bit of a sad sack in some ways, but let me paint the picture for you. Paint it. I had moved to Milwaukee in the summer yeah. of 2003. Milwaukee, okay. Algonquin for the good land. That's right. Uh, and I had grand ambitions. I was going to start grad school, which I did. And become, I don't know what I was going to do with history. (laughs) History professor, I don't know what the fuck it was. Um, I quit grad school six days (laughs) into the semester. And I was like, nope, not for me. So I upended my life after being a year and a half out of college, being in the Twin Cities. I'm going to try something different. And I went there and quickly learned a weekend, not what I want. (laughs) And my lease for my apartment was for one year. So I felt somewhat stuck for 10 more months in a city which with, uh, I I was completely familiar or unfamiliar. I had kind of enjoyed the summer, but it was like, okay, now what do I do? So I was kind of full of existential uncertainty about what the future would hold. I happened to be living in an apartment on the east side of Milwaukee, right by Lake Michigan. Right. A block behind... A independent theater. So like what we have in the cities with like Lagoon, mm-hmm. Uptown, imagine you're a block away from that. I loved going pretty much like every weekend to go see something because great. it was great. It was like the prime opportunity for like a movie lover to see the different stuff out there. And then lo and behold, September of that 2003 year, in that midst of that, what does it all mean? This movie comes out. So I sat there and... And I will say it was, like, the one of the rare experiences. I know we talk about Jurassic Park of, like, mm. formative, and it's nowhere near that. But it was a prime example of perfect film story coming out at a time where it just, <laughs> I hate to say it, it completely spoke to me. Sure. And I loved it. It was like I walked up feeling like, oh, my God, oh, yeah. I I'm transformed yep. by this thing. Yep. But yet, I have not watched it in probably 15 years. Really?
0: All right. Here, okay. I was
2: so in love with it. <coughs> and then- Oh, here we
0: go. Here we go. I didn't
2: have that type of angst anymore. But sure. Perhaps like the characters have after the experience, where it's like- You related to them? Things are good. Sure. Yeah. So, it totally spoke to me. So, I will say, haven't watched in a while. My initial reaction of watching it again is, to me, it totally holds up. Okay. As far as that- capturing what it would feel like of what does all mean with these two different characters, different points of their life, going to a foreign land, and then having to grapple with it. So, yes. For me, I am completely biased. For those that watch it and don't like it, I don't know that I can convince you otherwise. I'm okay with 7.
0: it. 7.7 7 on IMDb. Yeah. I must See?
2: like it. Almost yeah, four out of five. Sure. For me, yeah. I love this movie sure. and it totally held up and I'm excited to talk about it. So yeah, for me it was um nice to revisit cuz we were talking about what to watch this year. Yeah. It's this was like, ha- like, absolutely. This was
0: not on my list and it was yes. on yours. Yeah, was like
2: we're watching it. Yep. God damn it. So anyway, yeah,
0: I'd like to hear from you about your thoughts. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. So admittedly, I do not have a fond memory of this, Mm -hmm. like you do, obviously, so that does tie into some of the, what lifts it from, you know, so I I, I have... Nostalgia. Yep. I would go so far as to say that I did not like it as a whole, when I saw it the first time. Mm -hmm. I think it was probably overhyped, overblown, you know? I mean, this idea that Bill Murray is so good in this, and I do think he is good in this, but like, best actor i don't know i mean like sure you know in fact i think scarlett Johansson's better than he is in this um Mm -hmm. so i don't have that memory that you have so i mean that does lift a memory like it absolutely does um uh, unfortunately for tim while i do like it more than i remember and definitely have a better appreciation for it i still was underwhelmed by this movie and I really, I love you we're know talking about these. Things. I love. I will give breweries a second chance. A, yep. Six months, a year later. I like. <laughs> I will give anything a second chance. I don't think I've seen this since it came out. I I really don't. I was trying to like, if anything, maybe a year or two on or whatever. But it's been 20, 19, 18 years since I've seen this. Yep. Um. I have a good memory for films, so there's certainly things that I remember. And we'll get into this a little bit. There are things that I objectively really appreciate about this movie no. um, I just <laughs> I was just bored like they're a lot of the movie like I was just like bored so yeah I'm so I, happy we're talking because like, a yeah, lot of times it's it's like yes different. yes yeah. yeah I know we tend to agree so I, I will say moving on from that I'll move on one thing I was struck by similar to when we talked about with um, Oppenheimer and Contact Sure. I was really struck by This movie has the basic premise of an Alexander Payne film. Yep. In and I, mm-hmm. and I mean this in like a, a, in a in a positive way. Like I don't I don't mean in a detriment or whatever. It's got you know a lot especially about Schmidt or sideways like these sure. sort of like big characters but in really small situations. Um it's obviously less quirky humor in it. Yep. Um, it is told from a very unique perspective yeah. by Coppola and does feature some striking, striking visuals and shots that resonate yet today. In particular, Bill Murray on the bed in his robe, like right at the beginning. <laughs> yes. It's like, I think it's on the, it's like, the, the cover or yep. the poster or whatever. Um, and then that Scar jo, uh, Scarlett Johansson lightly laying her head on his shoulder in the hallway, you know, about halfway through with the pink hair or whatever. Yep um so like it does have these things and there are some really good things about this movie and what i think beyond that it also has some really great questions and thoughts on life without being heavy-handed in Mm -hmm. any way um quoting like she says does it get any easier basically talking about life you know and then he says like the more you know the more you know what matters most, the easier things get. Like it's my paraphrase, but that's actually yep. So I mean, there are things about this that I I really love. Yeah. But I I think as I was watching it, I was like, this is like an Alexander Payne movie. I was kind of like trying to wrap my head around like yep. enjoying it, even though I'm hit or miss on pain as well. Yes. So maybe, and again, to your bias towards this film, yep. Maybe I'm biased against this, where I'm like I'm kind of like hit or miss on this. So that's where I was at. But I will say, first thing is there are some striking visuals and really really good moments so for me watching again the
2: the choice that Coppola makes in terms of her direction and writing is a lot of confidence where it takes probably 40 minutes before the first interaction I agree of impact between the two main characters yep. and we just talked about with pirates like yep. if you're gonna take a half hour you to build time, yep. yep yes and that has a lot of different separate characters and intrigue and that kind of thing so it can be detrimental in some ways mm-hmm. or you might lose an audience
0: also in that scene by the way what struck me they don't introduce themselves no it's just later on, yeah. they're introducing people as their name or whatever. But in that moment, neither of them introduce yeah. themselves by their names. Like she just steps. She's up there and the, walks yeah, over. I, I, that's, and he's like, I like I'm that. thinking about uh, a jailbreak. Yeah. Yeah. Or but a no, bank heist or whatever. The yeah. very first time they meet. Oh, sure. And she's just, she walks over and he's smoking the cigar or yeah. whatever. They have that little thing. Nobody introduces themselves. Nobody, yeah. Yes. Nobody says, like, my name's Bob and yes. my name's Charlotte. No, it's just. So I. And, I like that.
2: What I think stood out to me was the idea that it takes its time and to me, a pretty bold choice from the story where you have to show their isolation mm-hmm. from each individual's character where he's there, he's being portrayed as, you know, this, you know, movie, former movie star that's kind of fading from that. Mm-hmm. So, from an introduction standpoint, great point. It's less necessary in the sense of, like, these aren't just random people. Yeah. Like, she's talking to him because he knows that she knows he's Bob Harris. It's his movie star. It's a little chit-chat, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I always was struck by... I wondered,
0: do you think she did know? I she's think so. 22. Yes. So, if he's I, a faded <clears throat> movie star... I think so. You know... Maybe she knows of him. Yeah. I don't know. I was always kind of like, maybe she doesn't know who he is. And that's very... Like, I mean, we talked about it with, we talked about it with, like, other, like, you you said when we were talking about, uh, with your graduate students, maybe liking the podcast or whatever. Yes. Like, oh, I haven't heard of this movie. It was 20 years ago. Well, it wouldn't shock me that a 23-year-old recent graduate in philosophy wouldn't maybe maybe know who... He is. And that's, I actually took that of saying like, she just saw another lost soul across the building and not Bob Harris. That's so that was I actually the thing that. that I liked about it was saying like, hmm. I don't think she, maybe she recognized his face, but I don't think she saw him because they went out of their way to have those two bros or whatever. in the, the, the bar who was like, is yeah. that him? Is that, why is he here? Whatever. Like, are you Bob Harris? Like, Hey, I love you. Like, making it a big deal and they were probably about upper 20s or whatever but she's like 23 and a philosophy major i don't think she did know it was him but like later in the movie
2: my they're out there setting in like whatever times square version of tokyo is that
0: yeah and we're missing the scene where he tells her sure.
2: who he is or like the sign comes across where he's on there it's like well this guy clearly has some fame involved from and that their very first it.
0: interaction he does say mm. i'm here to get two million dollars yeah to be the face of centauri so yeah maybe she doesn't realize he's as big mm. i don't know but i don't think she realized i didn't take it as she saw him as bob harris she saw him as Another Just random American. like other people saw him, and that's why he attract. That's why he attracted himself to her so well because she mm. didn't see him as this celebrity. She saw him as a kindred spirit, lost soul kind of a person. Which I would
2: and so love the movie even more. Right. This is from that. a
0: person who doesn't particularly like this movie. That's oh, one thing I do like about even that. Is better he she. Yes. I don't think she did. Uh, she. Does she strike you as a person who would have gone up to him for fame? Not in the
2: lens of like a fame aspect, but I could see her going up to him in a level of comfort that (laughs) he has a larger than just a random dude persona. Yeah. Where you're in Japan, we're here, and I might just have a quick chat because – you might be okay with it due to your celebrity status.
0: Yeah. So but I don't know. Yeah. Well, that mm-hmm. when I rewatched <laughs> it, I was like, when he said to her in their very first interaction, she was a little more vague, and he was like, "I'm here to get paid two million dollars or whatever." Mm-hmm. Then I was like, then she looks and looks around and maybe sees that he is somebody important. Yeah. Now again, I hijacked your point. Continue on, but that's where no, I no. That's like the yeah. whole point was like
2: the. I mean, it's an hour and. 37 minutes before credits start, essentially.
0: Who's counting?
2: <laughs> Me. But it's like 40 minutes it takes before the two main characters ever interact.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And I love that idea that it's like, I want to show you the isolation they feel. Mm-hmm. Because when they connect, it develops the vibrancy that I'm wanting to create from a story standpoint. Sure. Of that <clears throat> human connection piece. So lesser films in my view would do like maybe 15 minute at most truncated version because it's just gonna give you cliff notes and then you move on but you can see the parallel stories in so many ways of what they're experiencing that I'll maybe talk a little in terms of their unique performances but Mm -hmm. that's what to me was always a great this is Sofia Coppola's second movie Yep, like Virgin suicides very few people saw yeah I never did oh and I was like meh but seeing this was an amazing choice of <clears throat> patience sure. and having the, you know, f- confidence to say, I'm going to not have our two main characters interact 40 minutes into the movie. So, yeah, I, I was struck by that again.
0: It's Yeah. There's such an interesting thing about Coppola that I'll probably talk about later is, like, there's a fundamental difference between somebody who grew up in Hollywood and didn't grow up in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like, so as much as I want to give her credit for having that sort of wherewithal, but I'm yeah. also like, she also grew up in this with one of the greatest directors yes. ever. Like, I mean, I mean, okay. I don't want to give her as much of a pass like to, to have that sort of wherewithal. Cause she literally grew up in this world. Yeah. Um, so off of that, excuse me, not off of that, but, Moving on. Um, <laughs> Done with so that. So in the end of this, I will just say, in the end of this, I will not be able to recommend this movie to people. But I also am not in a position to say, here's what's bad about it. Mm-hmm. Like, So I can talk about my experience with it and what I think other people might like okay. or not like about it. But I have a hard time. I would love to have an argument and be like, this is a dog shit movie mm-hmm. and I hate this movie. It's like, yeah. ah, I can't do it. Um, One thing, I, another thing I do think they do really well, for me, the central theme is really well told, or at least what I deem to be the central theme, and that is that being lost in the world, of wherever you are, is not just for the young. True. And so often, it's always these, like, sort of teen angsty, after high school, early college, whatever movies. It's not just for the young. No. It's very easy to be lost as... A forty-year-old or fifty-year-old yeah, something, year old. as yeah. yeah, um, I can attest to. I you know, and so I like that central theme. And from all the more impressive for a girl her age or a woman her age in Sofia Coppola, that is impressive. Um, and then on top of that, um, the theme that important connections can happen between any two people at any age at any stage in life. Yeah, is a very well done. Those couple central themes are really well done in this. Like I, I, I have no problem admitting that there's an immediate honesty from Murray that stands out to me, yes. and that why like, um, Charlotte is really hesitant to be honest about how, because that to me that is from a writing standpoint. Even though I, we'll get into the writing in a bit, um, <clears throat> this understanding that Charlotte is young, and so she's hesitant to share, whereas Murray, or um, Bob, Uh, is older, and definitely more jaded, and he's like out of his mouth, He finally sees somebody who's a bit like him, and he's like, I don't know, man, I'm here for two million dollars, and that's all I got. Like, he is just like, (laughs) outward. He's just out with it. Like, I did like that a lot. So, I mean, I gotta give her credit on that. So, I like that. The central theme is there. And I agree, the... The universal like – we talked about
2: this with, um like, Will Rider and other <clears throat> stuff of, like, what are the universal themes that can mm-hmm. connect to a story you want to tell? And what I love about this is you're right. Like, it tells the story from generational differences. He's in his early 50s, I imagine. I guess. We assume. Early 20s say, yeah. for her. Yeah. so She's enough,
0: definitely out of grad
2: school or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And you feel like, okay, there's no way that these people, in theory, would have – Zones of overlap where their experiences would be in any way like pop culture, or whatever is like, you know, the same to the point where, like, talk about she may not even be aware of who he is in the yeah. world, which right. is great. That's a, a good call. Out. But what I always loved about this was, you know, she's coming here two years into marriage and she is there and she's talking to some uh, family friend, whoever it is on the phone. Yeah. And clearly this experience of coming to Japan with her husband is a catalyst in many ways for what might have been simmering for quite some time, where yeah. she's like, I went to this shrine and I felt nothing. Yeah. And I don't know who I married. And she starts breaking down. And the friend's like, Oh, well, have Can a you good hold time. Hold on a second. And she's like, Can yeah. You hold oh, yeah, hold on a second. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What was that? Like yeah. and so she... to Scarlett Johansson is so good to me in terms of like encapsulating that, trying to deal with that. Yeah. What does it mean? And cutting with those that she trusts and she's not getting anything in response. So again, the isolation is built. And then you look at Bob who married for 20 some years, had some career success and is stuck dealing with (laughs) his, his, fading career of like hawking whiskey in Japan and determining with his wife, like carpet squares that are faxed over. And these kind of like tedious things you think from like a, I've built a life with my wife and my kids or whatever it is. And then it's just killing me. And they happen to meet yeah, in this environment. And that to me, like you said, like it's such a elevating element where a universal experience of, you may not have it all figured out, and then things, or you may, and then things change, right? Or they evolve and they adjust. Where what I love about this, and I think it's credit to Ebert's point, of a lesser movie <clears throat> would have had it been like a passionate romance situation, mm-hmm. and not because I think passionate intimacy is a misnomer; like they're not the same to me. Mm -hmm. They can be, but this I think shows a level of intimacy where these people connect and they slowly build a connection right? and then they're having fun, they're going out in the town and then they start to really connect Mm -hmm. as people. And to me, it's a testament to Scarlett Johansson, who really prior to this had not done pretty much a couple things, like small things, ghost world. Um, well, go with a pro Girl 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 after. after right yeah yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah horse whisperer like oh yeah hadn't That's done right. much yeah. yep and i was like i remember seeing this being like this person's
0: gonna be solid no idea what she's yeah. gonna have yeah with mcu I, look i admit that the two primary performances in this are really good yeah i think it's a detriment that bill murray was nominated and she was not yeah because yes he is Good to great. Don't get me wrong, Bill freaking Murray. <laughs> I know, but that's like I think that felt more like, oh, Bill Murray can act. Like I yeah. feel like that. Wow. Was yes. Versus she has, I, I like she to me is the reason to watch this movie. Of yeah, that understanding all these these depths of, I think, and and Marie does a good job of. Later in life, he's thinking backwards and he's sort of thinking like in retrospect and in some ways that's calming almost of saying like I have this wisdom or whatever. She looks at the future and is scared shitless. Yeah. Because this is not like she has not gotten to where she thought she would be. And so she is outstanding. in this. Yes. Both are muted performances. Neither are like neither have a big moment or anything like that. I, I, I missed out, and I don't like this. I don't like the hidden sort of undertones of a sexual connection between them, or the, an attraction between them. There's just that understand. Like, I don't like that. I actually would have been better off without that. Of just two people in the same situation without that. Even though he's not in a great marriage and she's not in a great marriage or whatever, I don't need that. Just tell me, like, I need somebody to like it's almost like two things flying at each other in the air and they just glance each other and they go off in different directions. Sure. Like it's just, I would have preferred without the, without the undertones and even the kiss at the end, which is very sweet. Don't get me wrong. Sure. like It is. It's just unnecessary. Like it's just, it's just, uh, and I just, dis- like, and I, don't, I disagree. But, I- and that's fine. You're allowed to disagree even though you're wrong, but it's just like, Oh, like,
2: thank you for your yeah, allowance.
0: Like, I just don't, I like I like the idea of the two of them finding each other in this moment and at the right moment for the two of each other and then moving on with their lives. Yep. I didn't need, at no point did I need them to have to the point where any kind of like somewhat sexual tension between them, I was like, awkward, I don't need this. <sighs> like, it didn't work for me. Sure. And that's me. I, again, yep. I admit, it didn't work for
2: me. So, So to that point, I... I find that um, true, and I and I wouldn't again convince you otherwise because again you're wrong. But um, <laughs> not possible. <laughs> what works for me is so this the. But this, I
0: love their connection. Just so we're yes. clear, I love their connection. Yes. The, so the it's connection just that extra little thing. I was like, I didn't need it. But the connection that
2: what plays out for me is so they go out karaoke, they That'd do. Like different things, and they are like having these glances and looks at each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like this hidden idea of like in a different world or different life, different time, whatever it is. What could have been? I
0: have no problem right? with that. And it's so good. Whatsoever. That is never their capitalized connection on. That, well, yeah, but it's not until, from a sexual standpoint. Until Yeah.
2: she comes to see him. Mm-hmm. To have some, like, hey, let's go out again. And she sees that he has slept with the, the lounge singer. Lounge singer. Yeah. Yeah. And to the credit of Scarlett Johansson, what she does with that feeling of like, it's complexity, almost I, like yeah. devastation. Yeah. Of like, I didn't expect this. We were in like a common understanding of we're both married, we're having these struggles, but we're connecting and like divulging things. And you took it a step too far mm-hmm. where it feels like it's not, and, and this is where I think it's a sign of a lesser film would have had them either blow up or some kind of passive aggressive thing where it's just like, sure. Oh, um, all right, I, I'll, I'll check it later. And they happened to hang out that night because of the fire alarm. Mm-hmm. And the next morning it's like, that was the worst night Yeah, like that. And there's like, I know so bad. There's no big catharsis. It's just like this acknowledgement of, that's just reconnect.
0: I know, but that also tells me, like, and that's what bugs me a little, is, like, I wanted, let's face it, Bob cheated on his wife. Yeah. While he was there. So, man, yes. I mean, that's where I was almost, like, and so for her to kind of come back and very being accepting, if not, like, sort of still yes. engaged with him, I was, like, I didn't I didn't want Bob to cheat on his wife. No. I didn't, at all. No. I mean, I understand where they're going with it, yes. but I'm also, like, I didn't need that. The point of the story to me was to get these two people back on their sort of paths. Yes. And for for one to cheat on their spouse and the other not to, but not with each other, I get that. But I'm also like, what was the necessity of that? I, I felt like the point was for the two of them to have this connection, but not get there and then go off on their separate places could have been like really rewarding, but yes. still Bob cheated on his wife. Only like, after on, I agree,
2: but only after <clears throat> he's talking to his wife about, I'm lost, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, I'm and done. I'm struggling with this. Yeah. And the wife's like, Well, oh. you know what? I just, like, how about you stay there?
0: Yeah. She's not a great wife. I agree. I, I agree. am not yes. saying that she, which again, yeah, Sh- Charlotte would know but that.
2: The, right. Which she doesn't that.
0: deserve to be cheated on necessarily. Not
2: saying that, but the wife's but, like, "How about you just stay there, right?" And like, like, basically, your kids are learning to be without you. Yeah. How about you just stay there? Yeah. It's the subtlety of like and tone of like, "I don't need you anymore." So this is kind of like a, a means to an end, and that's the only time where yes, that like marital vow is broken certainly, and no, uh, not condoning it at all in many ways, but. Um, Hmm? that to me is the change that occurs mm-hmm. for Bob. So then when <clears throat> two scenes I'm talking about here, where mm-hmm. elevates this movie, where they like Charlotte and Bob, then reconnect and they hang out in her bed. Well, this is before the cheating scene, but yeah, no, it was after mm-hmm. it was after it's the last were night. They, I, yes. they Sleep. They talk and they hang out. Cause she's like, that was the worst night. And he's like, it totally was. And they reconnect. And they go out to the sushi bar with like the weird yeah, pictures or whatever. your
0: own food. And yeah. then they
2: hang out and they're sitting in bed because Bob wants to hide from the people that are trying to get him to go on the talk show or whatever. And they then have the most vulnerable conversation they've had about her uncertainty and him talking about kids and all these things. Then it's not... That yeah. is
0: not, your timeline is off here. Uh, we are, mm. It is off here. I almost feel like pausing this just to be like, no, you're, no, he cheats on him. They go to dinner and then they, they, and they do the no. night before and then the, he leaves the next day. The bed scene is like three days prior and no. they finally get to sleep. No. They finally sleep. Like, yes. And they, they wake get up sleep. and he's got to leave. That is not the next morning. Yes, it is. Oh my God. It is. is. Were we, we were, did you watch this in multiple sittings I, and forget to I rewind? I watched it two nights in a row. Oh, yes. you totally screwed this up, man. No,
2: no, because that's the catharsis they have as they wake up and they connect and they are, he's got to leave then. And he's like
0: grappling with. You're talking about the scene. So the, because talking she's about, like, how about you stay here with me? She oh, see, okay. So are there why two different scenes say, in bed? Why,
2: no, how would, no. How would he? Because she, if says, she to says him, does stay it get any easier? Me,
0: yes. No, then we're talking about two different scenes. Then, when they're in bed and he's got his f- hand on her f- or her foot or her, his hand on her
2: foot, talking mm-hmm. about the kids and how they're the most terrifying experience and they're wonderful, and she's like, "I don't know what I'm gonna do." And he's like, "You'll figure it out." And they wake up and they're talking about, you know, he's got to leave the next day because if she's then saying, "Stay here with me, don't leave," and then he sleeps with the like, the lounge singer. No, I'm saying. He has the uh, affair, and then she's like, okay, let's just connect again. And they do, and they hang out, because they try and go out, but it's not working, like the karaoke stuff. They go to like, oh, we're hanging out, like the Tokyo craziness, and they come back to the hotel, and they go back up to the room, and she's sleeping there, He like, yes. I I guarantee the timeline works for that, because they haven't broken anything in the sense of, no expected vows, if you will. And she... Then it's the last night. So he wakes up and he's coming down then to say goodbye. And it's awkward. Goodbye. See you later. And then they have the final scene, which I'm talking about. But yes. We're going to pause this. We'll be right. Please do. Well
0: played. Okay, so we're immediately right back. And this is uh, not I'm me. I'm so pissed. This is not uh, me trying to prove Tim wrong. No, I'm so happy we're talking. I... I admit your point i get where you're trying to get with your point i think just the 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 timeline got a little bit yes. muddled because for me so and this is why i defended it a little bit that bed scene yes. of the two of them is one of my favorite so scenes good. in this movie it's so yeah and it was so encouraging and these two people like embracing each other without sex even with yeah. his sort of like touching her foot yep and then later he betrays her a little yeah. bit, but he also betrays his wife with sleeping with the lounge singer. And that's why I was frustrated. I was like, they have this great scene. Yes. And so in the end, yes, I'm right. But that's not like, <laughs> no, and I'm, that's not what my goal was like. Oh, like, ah, no. yes. as you kept talking, I was like, man, I don't want to go down this path. And not, or egg. Yes. Right. It's not like that wasn't the last night they had a couple nights. And and here, the problem of this movie is there is no understanding of, what the hell the timeline? Is. Yes, Thursday, Friday. Apparently, standout. a week in Tokyo is yes. like seventeen days. Yes. I have no idea. Yes. And I will say two people who don't sleep and have insomnia, there was an opportunity to sort of have that understanding of like, oh, what day is it or whatever. Yep. but anyway, back to your point, which is the two of them do have that connection. They do yep. have that moment. And in your mind, it was the bed scene, but they have that connection later, and to me, it's more at the restaurant. At the sushi restaurant. Yes. They're having this, like, are we are we just these, like, acquaintances now? Are we yep. having, like, so it's actually the sushi restaurant that is sort of, it's just not in bed. No, and now that I better remember from this week
2: watching it. This um, is what happens when you split, when it you split it into Damn it. Damn um, <laughs> it. crossed the narrative. <laughs> the idea that they're connecting, and then, yes, yeah, she's feeling like this is a bonding experience, right. and like what might you know possibly happen. Unbeknownst to her, when, yes, now that I remember, he wakes up and has a con- conversation with his wife around, like, mm-hmm. I don't care what kind of like <laughs> carpet squares. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, just stay there. And he's like, yes. yes, in the bar, feeling like, okay, what do I do now? Has his affair with the lounge singer, and then they connect to have the sushi. And then it's, okay, now it's a really crappy night. Yes. That's his hangout. And then the next morning is, this is the last night. Yeah. She's there waiting for her husband to come back from yep. the photography stuff. And he is having to leave. And what to me always stands out. And I will always defend this for the movie to this movie, like to elevate it to what's great is yeah. the final sequence. So again, spoiling it for those. Yeah. yeah, yeah At this point, yet, whatever. Yeah. um She's walking down the street and he's in a car being chauffeured back to the airport, sees her and gets out. Because the, yes. the goodbye was awkward. Like, yeah. oh bye, thanks. And it's like what they've yeah. experienced. And this is such a brilliant move where they reconnect and it's a fine little connection. And they have a kiss, like a, a pa-
0: like not passionate, it's, like there's uh, some passion to it.
2: It's yeah. an intimacy. Yeah. And then he whispers in her ear. Before, but yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And never. Like, the audience we don't has no idea. Yep. And that, to me, was so great. Because I don't know how you could actually write something that would necessarily encapsulate. Mm-hmm. Like, you might actually fail as a writer. It would, I think it would always undersell the ending. Yeah. So it's a somewhat genius move on her more, her, her move to, like, just not have it listed or totally. uh, said. And that, to me, was what I love about this. Because clearly, Charlotte's impacted by it. Mm-hmm. She's reacting strongly to it. And he's saying something either older, wiser, whatever it mm-hmm. is, and that is the final thing that we see with them. And they have been isolated onto themselves, challenged, and then there's a clear connection. They come together, and what he says to her, we'll never know, and then they go apart. Yeah. yeah, And you don't know what happens. Maybe they <clears throat> reconnect. Who yeah. knows what. Maybe he says, we'll meet here every year. Yes. I don't know. Or yeah. whatever it might be, but yeah. I loved that idea that there's a a, a, tr- a declaration of some sort, sure, that they had an impact, and then they go their separate ways. Totally. Yes. I,
0: I, look, the bed scene is the reason to watch this movie for me. Yeah. That that is why I feel like Coppola wrote that and then wrote a movie around it. <laughs> sure. You know, I just really think yeah. that. I love the ending scene. I don't love that they kissed. Although I will admit that a kiss does not necessarily mean, you know, it, it means. Different things for everyone. Yeah. I almost wish he would have just, like, said whatever he said. I love that. I yeah. love that. Like, yeah. that reminds me of Magnolia, where John C. Riley's character sits down yes. with her at the end. And you don't yeah. quite hear everything, but you can watch to her reaction. Her reaction. Yes. And ScarJo's reaction is outstanding in this. And just a like, kissed her on the forehead and left or something yeah. like that would have been good for me. But I'm not the writer in this. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm fine with it. I love that scene as well. It's Really good because part um, of that, like, because sorry, like the, the bed scene to me, that yeah. this is probably why I was a little defensive of it. It was like, no, yo, yeah. the bed scene is the one thing that I wrote down as like, watch this movie for it. Yes. Like, I was like, yes, please.
2: Because yeah. in the elevator, mm-hmm. as they're having one of their final nights, it's like a good, na- goodbye, and they have like mm-hmm. a little peck on the cheek type of thing.
0: And it and it looks like, and especially, I will say, yes. especially Scarlett Johansson wants more. Yes, she is wanting and leaning in for a little yes. bit more and he's a little more reserved. I love that. And yep, I think I will say, yep. a lesser movie
2: would have had like slamming against each other and yep. like, oh my gosh, totally. here we go, that kind of thing. And so I think it hints at what's to come at the end with like the more full-on sure kiss where it's yep. like we had this moment, it didn't quite express what we wanted it to. Yeah, Now we have this moment and then yes, it just leaves and the music kicks in yep. and... It's yeah so I I just love this movie. Sure. It, yeah. It uh, all these moments that she uh, the writer director chose to like elevate it to a higher caliber of a film that lesser versions would have had mm. for that now that I better remember the timeline right. <laughs> for this. But I I think she's an incredible Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. It it does feel in many ways like some of the best versions of Bill Murray. We had seen hints of this in like Rushmore or Royal mm-hmm. Tenenbaums where he could be that dramatic aspect. And mm-hmm. the 80s 90s like Bill Murray aspect always came through of and, and, and many of this uh, uh lines in this movie are like did he write that or did she write <laughs> it's like right. his quips or whatever. Yep. Um but it it distills it down to I think his kind of subdued nature where you could see him being perfectly cast for this. So maybe totally. she wrote it
0: for him. Yeah. Yep. yep.
2: But it, it worked good. out.
0: Yes. Good. yes. Do you have any other final points? No. Cool. I have a hot shot. Ooh. We're going We're going old school here. I have a hot Ooh. shot. There's no hot oh. shot part two for no. a response. But Great. I have a hot shot. You're from America. Yes.
1: From America.
0: Uh, if this film is written by almost anyone else, aside from Hollywood royalty in the Coppola, I do not think it wins best original screenplay. it is a good screenplay overall the first half is fine the bed scene is outstanding (laughs) and the back half is better so I, i will give it that i think now thankfully this isn't an adapted screenplay because this particular year had lord of the rings mystic river seabiscuit city of god and american splendor were all out there so good luck yeah so i admit that that was a tougher category and this isn't adapted anyway it's an original but i would say that finding nemo and in america are fundamentally better screenplays than Mm. this is now there are two other ones that i didn't write down because they were not good and i can't remember at the time so i'm saying like in america the the, the, the original screenplay category was pretty weak that year anyway yeah this was up for picture and director they weren't going to win picture, picture and Director because Lord of the Rings was going to win that. every So it was like a guaranteed sort of win. Mm. But anyone else besides Sofia Coppola, me. I guarantee you this is in America for Sheridan or Finding Nemo for the rare animated um, yeah. for Andrew Stanton. I, I, so I, I look at those two and I'm like, I would, without that, like, no. I, w- I wouldn't disagree. Yep. There you go. Yep. So with our reactions out of the way, that leads us to our next segment that we call The Verdict. I'm going up there. I'm going to try it. I'm going to let the jury decide. Pretty much exactly how it sounds. Each of us takes a moment to put a cap on our reviews, give a rating, and whether or not the film holds up two decades later. Because one of us likes it better, I'm going to go first. Yep, so you is. can end on the positive. <laughs> Which is to say, Lost in Translation features two Very impressive performances from Murray and Johansson, in particular, Scarlett Johansson, in my opinion. Impressive visuals, really good shots, uh, some lovely moments, and a central theme that is pretty universal overall. Yet, I find myself having a hard time recommending this to anyone, because in the end, I found myself to be disinterested for almost the entirety of the movie. I will not sit here and bash it. Or ever claim that it is a bad film, nor will I disagree with somebody like Tim who thinks it's incredible or very good. I just find it to be meh or to be a meh entry in the films of 2003. And while I do, in the end, give it a 3 out of 5, which is not a bad Uh score Uh because of what I've already talked about, I would say skip it if you have not seen it unless you're a fan of smaller indie films of this style. So for me, it's the rare film which
2: perfectly captures the feeling of melancholy without ever being depressing yep uh, lost in translation is a slow burn film which shows how sometimes the right people meet at the right time and the right part of the world to build a connection which can impact them even if the time together is short and fleeting johansson is clearly a star in the making and murray is just perfect in his role Uh, and the film thankfully shows their attraction and connection is larger than just sleeping together and then dealing with the aftermath to me I admit I'm biased hit me the sweet spot Uh, four out of five stars
0: this is a perfect example to me of like we actually agree on almost everything in this movie and yet I'm eh. so like mm, (laughs) and I like a good slow burn of a movie it just doesn't connect to me even now I was really hoping that I would connect differently or whatever I "I just didn't do it that's fine all right, so we come now to our final segment, which is quiz show, the exciting quiz program twenty-one, where we search for trivia surrounding our subject film and try to stump the other. I actually only have one. Ooh, and I, have I three. literally came up with it in the last twenty minutes. So, <laughs> I I was coming into this episode prepared for none. So, if you ruin my one that I came up with, I'm going to... You go first. No, you go first. first. No, 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 no. I want to react negatively if you come up with mine. So, here we go. What do you got? (laughs) Oh, boy. Um,
2: While the two would not share screen time again, Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson would be in three other movies after Lost in Translation. Hmm. I'll give you some detail, but I'm looking for the three films. They were in "quote unquote" together, somewhat voice work, but 2016 mm-hmm. live action remake.
0: Uh, that's um, Jungle Book. Nice, yeah. 2018 stop motion animated film. Yeah, I was thinking it's got to be um, uh, Wes Anderson. 2018. Yep. That's five. Is that five years ago now? Mm-hmm. Is that Mr. Fox? Nope. Or is that earlier. Isle, of, Isle of Dogs? Isle of Dogs. It's, it's like, I couldn't Yeah, they, I know, right? date yeah, okay.
2: And then, one month ago, a little indie film directed by Wes Henderson.
0: Yeah, uh, I have yes one. Have you, have you seen it yet? No, I uh, Asteroid City? No. I haven't yet, either. Yeah. yeah. I haven't. There you go. A video. It had, nice work, it had to be Wes Anderson. Yes, at that point. exactly. Very good. Okay, I'll ask mine. It's a repeat. Right. You can get it right. Um, so Scarlett Johansson would eventually, in twenty nineteen, be nominated for two Oscars. Her only two so far uh, for Jojo Rabbit and Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. It was the twelfth time in history that that feat of two acting nominations in the same year has happened. Sure, I will not make you name them all. Because most of them are a little older, but in two thousand seven, another actress in Kate Blanchett achieved this feat for Elizabeth the Golden Age, and I'm not there. And in two thousand and four, an actor did the same with two films that we will cover next year. Can you name the actor and the two films from two thousand four to be nominated for twice in the same year? Um, I know I can see her face. I said actor.
2: So you're immediately wrong. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh no, no, <laughs> sorry. I was. I, so I have a similar trivia, but not that one.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, I was thinking of Juliet. Um, more. You, you thinking, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I mean, that was in 2002 for the hours, hours and, and far from heaven. Yes. No, um, year prior to this. Oh, yeah. After this, uh, what actor did the scene? The same one thing? I forgot. Yes, for there the you trivia, go. I'm Jamie giving Fox you an out.
2: With Collateral. Yes, for supporting. And uh, Ray. Yes, and who won for, yes, for yes. Ray. There you go. Am I trivia, I'm like, forget the oh, African American yeah. Oops. man. Oopsie. Third time, actually.
0: Fourth. Fourth. Yikes. Wah, wah. There you go. That's um, why I
2: brought it up. So, there you go. I have 12 I, times, actually, though. I, I had a similar, okay, so this is hilarious. I, again, we always talk about like what we do or do not coordinate. Sure. We don't. Yes, I knew it was a 12th actor, uh, actor to be nominated, but I didn't know the particulars that we uh, Okay. After. Interestingly enough, of those 12 times. Oh, Lord. In 1993, it actually happened in the same year to two different actresses. Both of whom were nominated for lead
0: and supporting actress. Right. But so Holly Hunter. Yep. For the piano and. uh, What was the other one? The Firm. The Firm. Yeah. But she won. She did. For the piano. Yes. And then. um, Emma Thompson. Yes. (laughs) For In the Name of the Father. And what was the other one? Uh, Howard's End. Remains the day. Remains the day. Nice. But then she won. Didn't she? She didn't win. But didn't she win? She won. uh, Emma Thompson's Oscar is for writing. Yes, I think for For, uh, Sensibility. Yeah, Sensibility. A different year. Yes, but yeah. So it was Emma Thompson and uh, how crazy that in the same year. Yeah,
2: two roles. Nice work. Yeah, that was my like. Wait, where you going with this? Yep. Wow. What do you got, Tim? You got one more. So director sophie coppola yeah and star bill murray would work together again twice Crap. after this <laughs> in what 2015 netflix holiday special
0: and oh yeah his bill murray a very murray christmas very murray christmas order. it's so yeah. dumb and wonderful
2: uh, and then in 2020 on what apple tv drama oh You can see the picture, I imagine.
0: Yeah, I'm picturing it now, if I can't. I'll take a buzz on that one. What do you got? On the rocks. No, oh, yeah. With Rashida Jones. Yep, there you go. Yep. Nice well, work. cool. All right, well, that brings us to the end of our Happy Hour episode on Lost in Translation. If you haven't already, please go back and listen to our previous episodes, all featured on your favorite streaming platform. And please stay tuned for a future episode. Our next I'm bringing it up right now, so I'm just <laughs> gonna like help myself here i guess twenty twenty three I know we've just moved around all the time um it... well shit, I don't even know well, it might be the saving private Ryan, oh yeah, Truman I think Show. we talked about that. we're actually we're gonna look at the next uh <clears throat> twenty five years time four beers. Yeah, and same private Ryan on the Truman Show, because then we're going to look at October for our uh, anniversary episode. So let's just, let's just run with that for right now. Yeah, uh, okay. Whatever. Mm, dozens of you would care. Uh, <laughs> so find us on, uh, I guess, X now, but not really anymore. And nope. then find us on Threads and on Facebook and then on 20 years 4 This has been 20 Years For Beers. My name is Steve. I'm Tim. And thanks for listening. Thanks. We're watching it. Yep. God damn it. I hijacked your point. And that's fine. You're allowed to disagree, even though you're wrong. But it's just like... Oh, thank you for your allowance. I want to react negatively if you come up with mine. In the end, yes, I'm right. Cut! Cut! Cut!